Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And you are listening to On the Record with Tiffany. And I have a special guest today, Arlette Polak, Program Coordinator for It's Time Texas and the Living Healthier Program. Arlette, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on over there at Wonderful It's Time Texas? Yeah, of course. Tiffany, thank you so much for allowing me to come on. And, you know, we do a lot of good work, so it's important to get it out. So I appreciate uh, your this opportunity. So I am the prog- program coordinator for Living Healthier. Uh, it's a program that's offered through It's Time Texas. And in this program, we offer free, personalized, over-the-phone health coaching. I think the key word to take away that this program is completely personalized, meaning that um, it's really kind of, you know, is catered to the needs of the person calling in. So we get a lot of referrals from clinics, from our partners like Texas Kidney Foundation. And, you know, our, our goal is to support people through their health journey, whether that's providing them with social support, you know, resources or with the tools to eventually kind of take charge of their own health. That's a huge focus with our health coaches. So you guys are all about my favorite topic, which is patient empowerment. Patient empowerment. Yes. <laughs> That's the key word here. You know, we want people calling in and who are going through our program to eventually be able to go off on their own. You know, we kind of want to work ourselves out of a job is something that we say here a lot. Um, you know, we want people to not need us at all. It, um, I wish they didn't need us. I wish community didn't need us. I wish that everybody kind of was able to capitalize on health and, you, you know, make that a priority. But that's just not our reality. So that's what we're here right. for. Uh, you know, I'm so thankful for It's Time Texas uh, now because um, I was thankful for you guys before this, but COVID-19 has really shown us how unhealthy our population is. And to have a resource like It's Time Texas, that's, you know, that's why we brought you on. If you, uh, to my listeners, if you all uh, have a health problem, if you have diabetes, hypertension, if you are a provider for people with mm-hmm. diabetes or hypertension, uh, It's Time Texas is the perfect resource for you because they have uh, randomly trained dietitians. They have dietitians who are trained in uh, diabetes. Uh, they are a lifestyle coach. So not only do they understand what you need to eat and how you need to eat, but they're looking at your family. Customization means you. That's it's all about you. It's a place where you can be um, pampered, and that that can provide you the guidance that you need. And uh, exactly. we all need need some leadership right now, and that's what it's time Texas <laughs> provides for your health. <laughs> yeah. And that's something I hear from the health coaches. You know, there's so much going on right now. And, you know, sometimes people, um, you know, they're struggling and that's completely OK. But then on the flip side of that, you also have people who are finally, you know, this is like a tipping point when they're finally deciding, you know what, this is just my health is, needs to be a top priority because if I'm not in optimal health, um, mm-hmm. my chances of, you know, either contracting th- this COVID or being really negatively affected by this disease or this virus, um, you know, it can really have some pretty long-term critical impacts on your health. So, you know, there's like two sides of it. There's people that might need more support in getting started and there's people who are ready to get started and now they just need to be propelled into this health journey that they should be, you know, taking on. And, you know, with our health coaches, they have a lot of training in diabetes management, a lot of chronic disease management. Uh, you know, all of our health coaches are certified community health workers. So we're working around that module. That's how we promote our health coaches as community health workers, because they're, you know, they have that really unique understanding of the community that they're interacting with. And another thing I forgot to mention is that this health coaching program is um, completely free. It's completely over the phone and it is completely bilingual as well. So 
um, you know, people calling in can expect to receive an English-based support or a Spanish-based support. So those are the two that we're doing right now. Hopefully we can expand into um, other languages. You know, those aren't the only two languages <laughs> here in Texas. Um, but, you know, it's it's where we're, where we're starting at for now. But that's a, a great start and, and so well thought out because that those populations, uh, English-speaking and Spanish-speaking, uh, then that that covers a lot of the people that that uh, we deal with with uh, Texas Kidney Foundation because uh, often we run into people who are um, as we get closer to the border we're running into a large Spanish speaking population. Exactly, exactly, yeah, and a lot of challenges that you know border border counties are experiencing are unique and different from more centralized counties. So that's something really important to note. And I um, like so, that you use community workers because that's exactly what you need when uh, when when you're interacting with uh, indigenous populations, people need to feel like you know what's going on with them. Exactly. And community yeah. workers are, are the folks that that uh, that do know uh, mm-hmm. what's what's happening i mean it, it's i i love it's time texas because it's so relatable the everybody there can relate to the community that they're in you know exactly you, exactly. you never feel like when y'all come out uh the people that are that we see and the and the programs that we've done through texas kidney foundation and had you you uh in our program our participants, the patients say, I can relate to them. Yeah. They feel Making like sure. my daughter or my cousin or my, you know. Culturally relevant information. Yep. I will continue and continue to say <laughs> that we need culturally relevant programs and initiatives. And, exactly. you know, they become more most culturally relevant when you can have a one-on-one with somebody, which is exactly That's what right. people get when they join in on our Living Healthier program. And then, Tiffany, I wanted to touch on something. You mentioned, you know, partnering with Living Healthier. I think it's really important to note that clinics can utilize this service to help with um, you know, program load. Right now, well, we, have, we have a lot of partner clinics, you know, in the RGV here in Austin. And I keep hearing across all of our all of our clinic partners that there's a, just, just a huge focus on COVID response. And, you know, there's so limited resources in regards to that. So it's all hands on deck. So oftentimes, yeah. you know, a lot of the diabetes education isn't happening. The chronic kidney disease education isn't happening. Um, and that's where Living Healthier can kind of help fill the gaps of these clinics that are maybe needing, you know, so to support their, their clients in different ways in the health behavior side of things. You know, Tiffany, you mentioned to me, earlier that you love health behavior. Health behavior is so important. How do we get somebody from a preparation stage to an action stage to a maintenance stage where they're really, you know, carrying out those behaviors? It's really important. And we're, and that's where you guys come in. (laughs) That's exactly where we come in. Because you, you literally hold the hands of the uh, family members, the caregivers and the patients that are, are Mm -hmm. dealing with chronic uh, illnesses, not just kidney disease, but diabetes, exactly. hypertension, uh, the comorbidities that that actually are underlying conditions for COVID nineteen. Exactly, we have to find those those uh, biomarkers. Uh, that's part of the reason why we do our uh, early detection screenings, specifically uh, to identify the biomarkers. To uh, by knowing what your health uh, status is mm-hmm. a person can protect themselves you you can take extra precautions based on the knowledge that you have uh mm-hmm. chronic kidney disease or diabetes one in three people have some form of diabetes and don't know that they have it one in seven have some stage of kidney disease and don't know that they have it uh in in texas so you know it's imperative that COVID-19 has shown us we better find out whether or not we have it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, making it a priority is super important, especially right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we we do offer the Living Healthier program, which is the free health coaching. And then we also have free fitness classes as well that we're doing with another one of our sister programs, which is Stronger Austin. So you can think of It's Time Texas as like the mom. Uh-huh. Um, and then this mom has a couple kids, right? So <laughs> Living Stronger Healthier. Stronger Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say that Living Healthier and Stronger Austin are, are Stronger Austin are like fraternal twins. So <laughs> Stronger Austin does a great job of providing, you know, fitness programming. You know, we're providing bilingual virtual fitness classes varying from Zumba to yoga to boot camps to mix fit. And all these, again, are completely free. Why? Because we really want to focus on accessibility. And how how can we say that we want to empower our communities when we are not making these resources accessible? Right. So the, the, the big theme across all of these resources is that often, like these are free resources that the community members, anybody in Texas can use. It does not matter um, demographics. As, as long as you live in Texas, you can benefit from our programming. So for the Stronger Austin classes, you know, people can go to um, strongeraustin.org slash activities and just see our fitness calendar on there, fitness classes that we have going on there as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I want you to stay put because we, in our next segment, uh, we're going to have Arlette talk a little bit more about uh, the fraternal twins, (laughs) Stronger Austin, and (laughs) Healthier Texas. And uh, and maybe we can hear a little bit about you, Arlette, and what what brought you into this uh, fitness world and made you so passionate uh, that my listeners you got to come back and listen to uh, Arlette tell you her story and the story of, of uh, It's Time Texas because, uh, you, as you can see, she's passionate about what she does, and uh, she, that's one of the reasons why she's one of our sheroes. So thank you, Arlette, for uh, you so talking much. with us. And uh, <laughs> we're, stay with us so we can hear a little bit more from Arlette. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation, and I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister? Is your brother? Is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website, www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in-office visit, or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. And we're back with On the Record with Tiffany and my special guest, Arlette Pollock. Hi, Arlette. Hi, long time no talk. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so in our last segment, we talked about um, It's Time Texas and kind of gave the the listener a background on on the lifestyle coaches that you provide and the programs that you provide. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your Healthier Texas Summit, like your new series that you guys created for all of us. Yeah. So in last years, this is this has obviously been a in-person event, you know, something it's an opportunity to provide, provide people in the community and not just any people, but like really prominent health champions in the community, a space to share about the work that they're doing and to also connect with other people that are doing similar things. 
as you know, with COVID-19, the situation has, you know, forced a lot of organizations to adapt. And as a result, we adapted our Healthier Texas Summit. So now it's a completely virtual event that's going on from now until, I believe it's going to be until October or September, somewhere along there. (laughs) And we are just hosting virtual sessions focused around the COVID response from different organizations, how organizations are adapting around that, and not just the focus on COVID-19, but we're also focusing a lot of sessions on equity and accessibility, healthcare overall. And these are all sessions that can also provide people with Continuing, edu- continuing education credits, um, you know, it's it's different per session, but that's all. That's also another benefit of these um, virtual sessions that we have going on right now. Oh, that's wonderful! So, providers who are listening, uh, um, that the healthcare staff for um, um, nephrology practices for mm-hmm. uh, primary care physicians. Uh, They can all benefit from uh, the behavioral health components Mm -hmm. that uh, It's Time Texas provides and other and other other uh, um, aspects of of health care. Yeah, so many different people can benefit from these sessions. You can benefit if you're a community health worker, if you're a teacher, if you're a physician, mm-hmm. if you're an, a registered dietitian, nephrologist. There's mm-hmm. just so many takeaways to, um, you know, get from these sessions. And I, I would really, you know, encourage people to look on our website and just see which sessions you feel like are going to be most useful to you and just sign up. Again, those are completely free. So um, it's also it allows us to um, kind of add on the uh, dissemination of information and connectedness that we're trying to really promote right now. So they're free and you can get CEUs at the same time. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That sounds like a win-win for everybody. (laughs) I mean, you're getting to see, getting CEUs, which you all have to have. Mm -hmm. And uh, now this is for you healthcare providers that are listening. You Take advantage of of It's Time Texas. Not only is their summit amazing because our staff has attended their in-person event. So I I know that the uh, virtual event is going to be equally as exciting. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, it's a good networking opportunity. It's Mm -hmm, a great networking opportunity. And it's uh, because we met so many people uh, at, at It's Time Texas's summit. Uh, like we met people who were from San Antonio, which is where our home base is, uh, that we hadn't met in San Antonio. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, I love that you brought this up because it's so important. It's kind of like you're so used to being in the same space that sometimes you forget that there might be things that you don't know, so... You know, this allows all of us to, including me, to kind of check ourselves and look outside of our box a little bit. And thank you for mentioning the networking because that was something else that I wanted to mention as well is, you know, you're saying that you met people and it was like something that really allowed you to connect with other people, even in San Antonio. And I'm assuming maybe also in other cities. Oh, yeah. So that's something that we yeah, that's something that we also wanted to bring into our virtual this virtual modification of this huge event. So. We're still going to be offering virtual networking opportunities. So that's another exciting component about these, uh, this Healthier Texas Summit, virtual summit. And I, and I have to uh, give a shout out to uh, two of my favorite uh, people, and that's uh, Sheena Payne and uh, Francisco Martinez over at, at uh, um, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas because uh, – they have been instrumental in helping bring together uh, the nonprofit world of Texas. We have uh, we didn't have what I would have considered a cohesive campaign against uh, the chronic illnesses that are plaguing us. Exactly, and yeah. they they kind of have operated mm-hmm. as as being that that glue that that's bringing us all together, <laughs> you know, kind of holding us all together and getting, exactly. getting the, the, um, the various populations that are, that are, are working on 
diabetes, hypertension, and kidney disease to work together in ways that they haven't before? Yeah, I think they're a huge, um, you know, factor in really promoting cross collaboration across different nonprofits. Right. Um, you know, we at It's Time Texas and Living Healthier, we really enjoy collaborating with Texas Kidney Foundation. And we also enjoy getting to know people in our community. And that's something that mm-hmm. Blue Cross Blue Shield has really allowed us and really promoted for us to do is reach out, talk to your friends, connect, you know, avoid, um, avoid like duplication of things, like really right. try to focus on collaborating and seeing how, how we can you know, be more strategic about the interactions that we have with community members. And how we can take our resources and make them go farther. I mean, they literally have have uh, invested resources in, in a variety of different uh, organizations that, that together we've been able to do some phenomenal work. Uh, for our populations, because without uh, an organization like It's Time Texas, we wouldn't be able to provide uh, holding every patient's hand, the patient down in Brownsville, that you're able to call and work with. You know, we can go find the disease, um, connect them with with uh, a free clinic in their area, and then connect them to It's Time Texas. And that takes one that takes a component off of Texas Kidney Foundation's plate and allows us to to concentrate our resources towards mm-hmm. early detection. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know? I think definitely in my in my career and you know, being program coordinator right now with It's Time Texas, it's allowed me to really see the value of talking, talking mm-hmm. to people. If you don't know, ask. If you are unsure in which direction to head, ask people. I think sometimes we're, like the way we see the community, we think everybody kind of wants to hold on to what they have. And it's really <laughs> the opposite of that right now. Exactly. It's like we want we want people to utilize these resources. We need to come together for the benefit of the communities that we're targeting. Exactly. You know, like... Like uh, for me coming into this, you know, I'm very fortunate to get to work with professionals like you and the It's Time Texas family and then Texas Renal Coalition, all these different folks who have been in this for a long time and who are are, uh, trained professionals. I came in as a person whose family has dealt with this with chronic kidney disease. And so... uh, um, as you know, I've lost nine family members to it. So I, I really came in more as more looking for collaboration, <laughs> looking mm-hmm. for how how all of the groups could work together because it seemed like everybody was so, so separate. And uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas, at the same time as I was just trekking along, <laughs> figuring this out, I ended up uh, meeting them. I mean, literally in the first two months of, of taking on my role. So it's been uh, good because it was, it's been very educational for me, you know, just as a regular person dealing with, with, with all of, of the politics and the stuff that goes along with, with, trying to fight chronic illness, you know, there's, there's Mm -hmm. a lot to fighting a chronic illness. Uh, so, um, I love that you, you guys are doing free CEUs, man, that's, that's, that alone is, should get every person (laughs) interested in doing this, especially if you work at, a practice somewhere. Exactly, yeah. And if if we're not providing a CE for that specific course that's specific to your certification or what or what you may, you know, that that session is still going to be so useful and there's going to be so many good takeaways for you to present to either your clinic or maybe that you want to implement in this program that you're developing as a response to the COVID nineteen situation. Mm-hmm. So and many, it, so many benefits. And guys, email. Email is a great way to to uh, let our lead and her team know what you need in terms of a a uh, a course because uh, with virtual things are ongoing. They can always uh, look at uh, the response to what what's needed. You know because you know our goal as nonprofit providers is always to to uh, 
give the public that we're serving what they need. Exactly. And, yeah. and to give I the would, professionals we're serving what they need. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would be happy to talk with anybody, to talk with anybody who um, is willing to chat about things we can do in the community. So yeah, email is a great way to get in contact with me. Um, people can reach me at arlet at itstimetexas.org. Um, and um, I'll, I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as I can. And they always do. Arlet is great about talking to people and hearing out what you have to say and, and seeing how they can help uh, you facilitate the, the uh, program that you're trying to do in your uh, neck of the woods because our goal is always the same thing for us to meet the people that we're serving where they are and help them as much as we can. So Arlette, thank you so much for your time and for your, your passion for um, the patients that we're serving here in Texas. And we look forward to talking to you again. I want to talk to you again after the summit so we can, after the first session of the summit, so we can uh, hear how things went and how you feel this virtual uh, summit can be enhanced and the people that you you want to see show up to the next Yeah, definitely. I'd I'd be open for a recap for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany. And uh, we had a wonderful time today with It's Time Texas. And we are back with On the Record with Tiffany. And I'm here again with my special guest, Dr. Richard Gibney. Dr. Gibney is the president of Empowered Kidney Care. Dr. Gibney, how are you doing today? Again, uh, all is well. Uh, If you're in Texas, you're just the luckiest person in the world. So um, all is good. I know Texas. uh, We uh, we're so blessed with great weather and and uh, a beautiful scenery here in our great state. You know, I'm Texan through and through right down to my cowgirl boots. So. Um, well, today I wanted to talk to you about uh, our our healthcare system. You know, often we we're we're hearing so much about healthcare and how we can change and what we need to do uh, as a system. Um, what are your observations as someone who's been in in uh, healthcare for the last uh, forty years? The um Social determinants of health is sort of a, it's embarrassing to tell you, but sort of a new thing because in the, if you went to a office of a physician or if you went to uh, a, uh, the chart in the hospital, there's the diagnosis of diabetes, hypertension, high potassium, seizures. And you fix all those things and then pow, you're gone. And you say, well, what about the social determinants of health? And you go, well, that's, that's hidden somewhere in the, in the bottom of the chart. But, but you know, it, it's not my job. It's not my job is kind of the mantra that, you know, I do, I do purely the medical part. And, and Dr. So, Gibney, will you define for our listeners what social determinants of health are? Because I don't think a lot of people uh, necessarily know what that is. Social determinants of health are the situation you're living in. So if you have no money, if you have no food, if you have no house, if no you have transportation, no, you have no, uh, if you're in a violent uh, atmosphere, uh, uh, all of these put you in a situation where you are going to be much more vulnerable and you're much more marginalized as far as what's going to happen. So when something happens, you'd say, well, that was real bad. Well, how did it work for the people that are poor, the people mm-hmm. that that um, have all these disadvantages? And, and for our listeners, you know that at in right now in our nation, there are one hundred and forty million people who fall below the poverty line. So we have one hundred and forty million people who are defined as poor in our nation. That's a lot of people. 
who are affected by social determinants of health. So, so again, the, the question becomes, uh, what can we do mm-hmm. to help these people? Meaning, again, it's kind of the same story as what I've talked about before. Are we willing to go to these people, the, the poor and the marginalized, and develop a relationship-based program? Meaning, where you would, you say, well, uh, you can say, you say, uh, that you love the poor, well, tell me their names. And you say, well, I don't know anybody, actually. Well, mm-hmm. you don't have to know anybody, but it, it's you get a sense when you're in the trenches of what's going on. So, so we have to have programs that specifically go to these. And there's a, I'll give you an example. There's a thing called uh, socialdeterminantsofhealth.org. And so it's a thing that, looks at all your zip codes all over the country and then looks at all these things like housing and food and transportation, et cetera. Um, and then uh, can say, here's, here's where the problems are, how, how severe it is or how not severe it is. The good news is that identifies real quickly kind of a, in, a, in a broad stroke what's going on. And then luckily in Waco, Texas, we have a, pay, uh, a, a extraordinary a holy man a rock star, a prophet. This guy's name is Jimmy Durrell. Jimmy Durrell, 40 years ago, bought a house in the worst area in Waco. Okay, I know that name. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Superstar. He is he a is. genius and uh, a dear, dear, dear friend. And the the whole concept from him is that we empower people medically and we have very similar journeys. So, this is the same story of you've got to develop a relationship if you expect to help people. You can't, you exactly. can't do it. Say, here, here's something for you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't done anything. Um, you also have to focus on the systemic injustice among the poor. Mm-hmm. This is not to say you're bad or good or whatever. The, 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 the truth is there is systemic injustice among the poor. Why? They're poor. If they if they are poor, they don't have the resources and the tools to get the same kind of 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 fair opportunity, equitable opportunity that everybody else has. So we've got to figure out ways to make that happen so that they get a fair, equitable opportunity, uh, just like everybody else. And then finally, we've got to figure out how to get more people involved. You know, whether you're a middle class person or a rich person or whatever kind of person, mm-hmm. how can we get you involved where you can become compassionately involved in caring for the poor. Um, everybody you talk to, uh, that, that's, that's part of that. That's supposed to be part of our uh, DNA. That's part of what we do. Is uh, That's why America is the greatest country in the world. Is that's Anytime right. anything bad happens, we immediately run to try to help people. And, and you know, COVID-19 has really shown that, that, that the, the love and compassion that uh, we've been rushing around and kind of forgetting about because we're so busy, it's there. It's there. You see that, that love and compassion for, the fellow, for our fellow man displayed uh, every day uh, throughout this pandemic. If there's anything that, that uh, is to be gleaned from this, it's that we, we are stronger together and we're, we are behaving like we're stronger together now. So, for example, this Jimmy Durrell, Mission Waco, what he does is he doesn't give anything away. Everything that they do, they charge for. But, you know, they may charge a quarter or a dime. But, but again, why that's important is they have ownership. That patient that's right. or that person has ownership then. And so, like, he's got a grocery store in the, in the you know, in the east, east side of Waco where there was never a, never a grocery store. He's got a, a cafe uh, he's got a clothes store. He's got a whole bunch of different the jobs place, uh, a drug rehab place, a whole bunch of different stuff that's, that's real stuff in the trenches. And the key to this is you have to hire the people from that community. So you can't hire people from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So the poor people, the people that uh, used to be drug addicts or mm-hmm. have psychiatric problems or all sorts of disabilities, that's who work at the cafe. That's who work at the um, – at the um, uh, grocery store, and uh, and they have tremendous pride and tremendous joy in, in this, and it, and it 
it's a reflection on the community because they know the community, the community knows them, and that's exactly what you want to do is you want to build on the community and all of the resources of that community. So uh, huge opportunities. And, and, the, and the punchline is this. So so myself, I'm guilty as everybody else, but you know, we did the, the patient came in and he had uh, diabetes, kidney failure, hypertension, uh, uh, seizures. So we fixed it all up and we sent him home. Next week he comes right back in. We go, well, that's a bad patient. He's terrible. He's awful. Well, he didn't have any money. He had no transportation. So how did you think he was going to get his medicines with all these barriers in his way. So we've got to do a better job of doing the social determinants. And if you do that, these same people will rise up and become marvelous members of uh, our community doing all these good things that they never were allowed, they never were given a chance to do. There's something empowering about having a certain level of responsibility too. When, when, When people have to earn uh, each one of those uh, little accolades, there is power in that. There is power, personal uh, joy and power in, in making your own way. Everybody feels great when, when you achieve something that you set out to do. Yeah, it's a... Uh it's a wonderful way, you know, so to you, everybody's heard this, that too much that is given, much is expected. Mm-hmm. To whom much is given, much is required. <laughs> yeah. And then look at this. If you look at medical care, mm-hmm. 80% is related to behavior and social. Mm-hmm. So we spend all of our money on the 10% medical. And you say, well, what about the behavior and the social? Well, you know, that's somebody else's job or, I mean, there, there's a disconnect here. And so hopefully in the near future, we can connect this, this disconnect and say, you know, give patients control, dignity, and hope. They'll change the world. Give patients uh, the social tools and resources they need. They'll change the world. And a lot of the things that we've never been able to fix are going to change in a powerful, wonderful way, beautiful way. Thank you so much, Dr. Gibney. You've been... You're listening to On the Record with Tiffany, and I want you to come on back and listen to our next segment because Dr. Gibney is going to teach us more about empowerment, social justice, and our health care system. We've got a, a task force here in Texas that Dr. Gibney is a part of, and uh, I believe he's going to be a, a, a huge help to the task force. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at your face, Dr. Give me like, mm. <laughs> you really are. Your experience and longevity in this is, is exactly what, what uh, our members need. And we're, you're going to hear more about where we're going with this uh, in the next segment of On the Record with Tiffany. So come on back. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation, and I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister, is your brother, is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website, www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in-office visit, or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. And we're back with On the Record with Tiffany. And my favorite guest, one of my favorite guests, Dr. Richard Gibney. Dr. Gibney, 
you have to tell everybody what you just told me because I was like, no, stop talking. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> I want you to, to talk while, while we're on the radio so everyone can hear you because, uh, I, you know, you're one of the only physicians I've ever heard say this. What kind of healthcare system should we have in regards to dialysis patients? So the, the wonderful, magnificent change that we're going to see, you've already seen the uh, advancing American kidney health that was pr- proposed in July and uh, became effective in January, a portion of it, and anyway, saying that we've got to get away from in-center dialysis, we've got to push more people to home therapy, push more people to transplant, and then most importantly, do a much better job with CKD or chronic kidney disease. So people can, you can see people with uh, CKD three or four or five in the outpatient clinic. And the question is, what do we have to offer them? How can we do better? But the goal has to be real simple. Never put a person on dialysis again. And I, I want to make sure that our, our patient, our, our listeners hear this. He just said, never put a patient on dialysis again. That the, the uh, act that he's talking about that happened July 10th um, of 2019 was put forth by the Trump administration. It's probably one of the most prolific uh, pieces, uh, executive order that we've ever seen come out for kidney disease and every kidney patient should be thankful for that. It is something that transcends uh, black and brown and and uh, white. It is something for every single kidney patient um, and will help many patients of of uh, of black and brown uh, background. So uh, um, we really need to be thankful for the fact that this uh, um, was put in, into being by the Trump administration because it is pro-patients. It is pro-us. It helps, it, it is literally going to change health care and the way um, kidney patients are treated. So, uh, you know, we have to, you have to give just desserts where they belong. So the change that we're going to see is rather than having a focus on trying to get people on dialysis, mm-hmm. we're going to try to avoid dialysis, meaning exactly the outpatient program, preserving kidney function, critical. Exactly. Find, find ways to slow down the loss of kidney function. Um, if a person does have to go on dialysis, they should have a fistula put in in ahead of time as an outpatient, never go to the hospital, everything be outpatient. So uh, uh, the same thing also with uh, a palliative care component to this taking care of people, that if people don't benefit from dialysis, that it's not going to be of any help, then you have to figure out ways to counsel and say, you know, this is of no benefit. There's no reason to put you on dialysis. You'll just do just as well or better on conservative care. So there's a huge number of things, plus the fact that there are drugs coming out that, that right now that are going to be available, that are available, that are going to shut down the inflammatory process to stay, help, help stabilize kidney function. So there's a ton of new things coming, coming on that are going to make all this possible. And I think all of us should be optimistic that instead of being yes. so on disease, we should be well focused on wellness and health. Exactly. Exactly. Wellness and health is uh, your quality of life centers around wellness and health and uh, anything that will improve the quality of life for uh, kidney patients. Uh, I'm 100 percent pro that, <laughs> you know, we, we need to do a much better job with our wellness programs. Uh, for example, we, we have not done a very good job like you have the pandemic hit. And we're all dramatically changed where we're in lockdown or restricted mm-hmm. access to whatever we want to do. Where are the programs on TV talking about changing your diet 
Uh, I've had a bunch of friends who've lost weight just because they were trapped at home and they couldn't go to all the <laughs> places to get all exactly. the junk. And they weren't trying to lose weight. They just had much better food at home. So we should talk about uh, better nutrition, meaning how, how do you eat a better diet so uh, that the complications of being overweight can be avoided? How do you uh, talk about hypertension so it can be avoided, the complications? All these things should be focused on to say, okay, now since you're kind of bored and you don't have anything to do, let's focus on wellness and how you can have a better diet, how you can take your medications uh, more effectively. There's a whole bunch of things we can do educationally. You know, you look, uh, was it 25 or 30 years ago when the Surgeon General was very powerful about stopping smoking, we dropped the smoking uh, level from like 50% down to 25%. That was a dramatic improvement to avoid the complications of smoking. Well, it's the same thing with all the wellness. We should be much more wellness as opposed to saying, well, here's all these pills and here's all these medications you can take and here's all these procedures we can do to you. How about just stay well, wellness? Wellness would be a great thing for America. Well, there are actually some wonderful programs that are doing just that. Texas Kidney Foundation has a a wellness program called Live It Up that we do with patients. It is a uh, patient-centered program, Um, and and we actually teach them how to eat, uh, what to eat. Um, um, We hook them up with another wonderful group, uh, a community partner called It's Time Texas, and they are the behavioral health specialists. They have... um, Social workers that are are trained and and, uh, specialists that are trained in uh, renal diet. And so uh, like actual renal dietitians and they their whole thing is is helping the patient make the choice that the patient wants to make. So their job is to take their skills and talk to our beautiful patients and see, you know, where is Mrs. Johnson on the spectrum of things that, that are comfortable for her to do right now today? And let's incorporate that into her life and move at her pace along with our skills and figure out what it is that she can do in her home with her entire family. Because we, we know that when one person is impacted by uh, kidney disease, the whole family is. Or any chronic illness. Now, they have people who are specially trained in renal disease. They also have diabetes specialists. Um, so that uh, they're, they're centered around behavioral health. So they have, they've created a series of uh, exercise programs that, that can be done um, virtually. So there's, you know, there, there are people that are doing this. <laughs> We've just been seeking them out <laughs> to make sure that, that um, we can uh, um, connect the patients with the right folks. There, it, it's there. And it's coming together. It seems like it's it's for just such a time as this. You know, all of all of these things are kind of unfolding at the same time. And this that that connectivity. So you take the nephrologist uh, and connect him with the primary care physician because we say, well, you know, a, a percent, forty or fifty percent of the patients start dialysis in the hospital, meaning that they haven't been seen. We have to figure out a better way where working in conjunction, complementing the primary care physician, how do we get it to make sure we can see them early to say, here, if we can do these things, we can preserve function. We can slow down the right. loss as opposed to saying, gee, nobody ever told me, and I just kind of showed up, and then it was too late. We can do better. So connecting with primary care doctors, very, very important part of the solution. And you're exactly right. That's where we, we win this fight is, is with the primary care physicians. If we can... If we can uh, educate uh, the primary care physician staff and and kind of get everybody on the same page about because nephrology is a is a very complicated uh, subject and you want to make sure that that everybody knows what they're supposed to at what are the numbers and where should I be referring at you know that I think. 
from what I've read, uh, that's what that seems to be where the problem is. We can do better and we will do better. And that's why uh, uh, you can imagine uh, that there will come a day. Uh, I think it's not too long away, not too far mm-hmm. away. We'll no longer put people on dialysis. We'll be able to keep them healthy and well with a better quality of life. And uh, what a blessing that's going to be for so many people because uh, dialysis is tough. It's a tough, tough way to go. And having somebody like you that, that created, that made, uh, um, that made a, a, a silk pouch out of a sow's ear <laughs> is, is a really great thing because dialysis is tough. And to, to have made it something where patients are empowered, that's phenomenal. So I just want to thank you on behalf of, of uh, families like mine and like the ones that we, we serve for everything that you've done over the last 40 years, for 40-plus uh, years for, for the dialysis community and for the communities of Texas. Well, thank you, guys, because it's been a, uh, you know, it's one of those stories where uh, I got as much or maybe more from the patients and the staff as I gave. So... Uh, Huge thank you to all the patients. Uh, I learned a ton, and the love and the kindness from the patients was was just simply profound. Well, I'm uh, glad that they had you, and I'm glad that that I had the pleasure of meeting you <laughs> when when uh, I first started doing this job. I mean, I feel like I, I beca- every time we talk, I become uh, um, more enlightened about. All, all areas of, of what's happening in kidney disease and, and you make me think about ways uh, I can use my, my own skills to help. So thank you for everything that you do and uh, I look forward to interviewing you uh, more often on, on the record with Tiffany. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tiffany. You're uh, doing God's work and uh, it's going to be a powerful force to help patients to be healthy and have a much better quality of life. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Gibney. And that's our last segment. Thank you so much, Dr. Gibney. God bless. Thanks much. All right. Have a good day. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer.